0: In Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 33, the Lord Jesus used two metaphors to describe following him or being one of his disciples. It's like a man building a tower or like a king preparing to go out to war. I don't believe Jesus just pulled these from the top of his head and the first thing that came to his mind. I think he was teaching us about the Christian life. It's building and it's fighting. We are building the church, Lord willing, and also a Christian culture. And we're fighting against the spiritual forces and the corruptions of a godless culture. So as we examine the news in Canada, we're going to see how essential it is for Christians to follow Jesus well as true disciples by building and fighting for the glory of God and the good of our nation. We also got to interview Pastor Alex Klusterman from Hill City Baptist Church and the new conference that his church will be hosting this February, A Call to Build. We're also going to see how building can include roasting coffee. It's November 30th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch.
1: Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. As always, our programs are brought to you by the partnership between Liberty Coalition Canada and A Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and to defend those who stand. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, hope-filled, balanced perspective on national and global issues. As the year comes to an end, as we wind down, Andrew uh, and our dear listeners, the opportunity to make a difference with LCC through your giving is absolutely before us. And you can make a significant difference. Uh, you can be a significant catalyst for change. So we need you. We are. We have an end of year goal here of fifty thousand dollars to re- to raise before twenty twenty three concludes. Our chief litigator James Kitchen has been busy with our case filings, and. We're busy here putting out all sorts of programming for you to enjoy, and we need your help to continue to do this, right? We don't have the George Soroses of the world that help fund us to keep going. We rely on the support of average, ordinary Canadian citizens like yourself. So though it's a lean year for many of you, we would ask that you would make it a priority to help us continue to build and grow so we can build and fight the culture war here and be a voice in this culture war for you. So please consider supporting uh, us. Your immediate support is essential for the continued operation of Liberty Coalition Canada. Um, And we would ask that you would consider either leaving a small monthly donation. That way we can continue to plan for the future. Or if you would... Please leave us a gift of $2,000 to help support our legal fees, our cases, and all we're doing um, over here with Liberty Coalition Canada. Because it turns out, Andrew, it takes a lot of money to fight the government who's coming for your freedoms, and we really need your support.
0: Yeah, they the state takes our money and uses it against us. Mm-hmm. Right, they, they take our tax dollars and then they are oppressive and tyrannical and then they use it against us to squash our freedoms and then we need to take the money that's left that they haven't already taken from us through immoral taxation and actually fight for our freedoms. So if you haven't listened to Mike's latest episode, he got to interview, have a discussion with James Kitchen with an update with what's going on mm-hmm. specifically with the Rebecca Abdo case. But really all our cases, you know, Dr. Curtis Wall, um, uh, Juan Porter, Josh Mm -hmm. Alexander, James is hard at work Mm -hmm. and we're needing help to be able to uh, do the work that's necessary in filing papers Mm -hmm. and actually litigating. So again, uh, join us. We would ask you to join us in our mission. Uh, Mm -hmm. Any, you know, year end donation to Liberty Coalition Canada can ensure to help that we can continue to do this work that the torch of liberty would continue to burn brightly in our great nation. So you can head over to com slash donate today, click on other designations, and then you go to legal you know, liberty defense fund, and you can help to donate there so we can continue the legal work that we are doing.
1: Absolutely. And I had the pleasure, Andrew, actually, before we move on, of actually meeting Rebecca at the King and his kingdom conference and All right. hear, hear firsthand how much Liberty Coalition Canada has been a blessing to her mm-hmm. in defending her civic liberties. We heard from so many of you, what a blessing Liberty Coalition ha- Canada has been in your life. So we would ask if we have blessed you, if you want to continue to see our work to happen, that you would consider partnering with us and helping us in the fight. Mm-hmm.
0: With interest rates and inflation on the rise, now is the time to make sure that your money is working for you. Don't lock your money in GICs and don't give it to woke mutual fund companies to weaponize against your values. Call our friends at RockLink and let them show you how to get your money working for you while making sure that the businesses you invest in aren't working against you. Call RockLink at 905 631 5462 or email RockLink. At info at rocklink.com. Remember, that is link with a C. So in our episode today, we have a whole bunch of news stories. Mm -hmm. We have news stories that are focusing in on the necessity of building and fighting in light of what the state is doing. And then we have a bunch of stories that highlight the necessity of building and fighting. In light of what's going on in our culture. So we're going to take it in that order. We're going to first look at what's going on with the state, our federal government, and why in light of that, we need to be building and fighting. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to look at what's happening in our broader Canadian culture. And in light of that, why it's important for building and fighting. Andrew, and then you it's might almost be like asking, we have to build and fight. And then you might be asking, but what does it mean to build and fight? How do we do that? Great question. That's where at the end of our episode, we're mm-hmm. going to have a discussion with Alex Klusterman and ask him that very question and flesh out. What does it mean to build and fight? What does it not mean to build and fight? Because there's a response that we could have that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And how do Christians engage in that? So let's look at the state first. Very recently, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms released a statement regarding Randy Hillier. He's a friend of mine. And he's one of the first and most outspoken critics of the state's totalitarian and unscientific COVID policies. And I'm personally thankful for Randy for the positions he took early on, for being one of the only sane voices in provincial parliament, and for really being at the tip of the spear of the freedom movement in Canada. Uh, Recently, Randy brought a charter challenge concerning these aforementioned lawless COVID orders and mandates. And the result, though not surprising, is still discouraging. So this is from the JCCF, quote, In April 2021, the government of Ontario declared a state of emergency in response to COVID and issued a stay-at-home order which banned outdoor gatherings entirely. On April 8th, 2021, Mr. Hillier attended a peaceful protest in Kempville, Ontario. On May 1st, 2021, Mr. Hillier attended another protest in Cornwall, Ontario and spoke to protesters about the importance of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and about the harms caused by the stay-at-home order. Which, by the way, we know now, overwhelmingly so, the lockdowns did no good and did nothing but wholesale all of of life-encompassing devastation. Physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, mentally, educationally, utterly destructive. Health-wise, biologically, physiologically, medical just brutal. All they did was destroy everything. They were napalm in Canada across every single sphere and every facet of human life that you could recognize. We know that that's the case without a doubt. So, continuing. Hillier challenged the provincial ban on outdoor protests as an unreasonable and unjustified violation of his charter-protected freedom of peaceful assembly. I'll also note, we know now that outdoor transmission doesn't exist, so it was also unscientific and completely idiotic. So, they continue. At a hearing in July 2023, the court was presented with a comprehensive expert report on lockdown harms which we've included in the description. You can check out the report for yourself. The report concluded that the government of Ontario's COVID restrictions caused excessive and needless harm to the mental health, physical health, and well-being of Canadians, and that these harms would have long-term negative consequences on the future of Canadian society, all completely correct and validated. The expert report on the harms caused by lockdowns was authored by Dr. Kevin Bardosh, a medical anthropologist teaching at the Edinburgh Medical School and at the University of Washington. Dr. Bardosh studies the social, cultural, economic and political factors that affect public health and has co-authored more than 30 peer reviewed publications. So this is again, so from the JCCF. The report submitted to the court addressed the social, mental health, medical, and economic consequences of global non-pharmaceutical interventions, including gathering restrictions. On November 22, 2023, this is last week, Justice Callahan dismissed the constitutional challenge to the stay-at-home order without any reference to the evidence of lockdown harm set out in Dr. Bardosh's report without explanation so this is the part that's gross without explanation Justice Callahan declared that Dr bardosh is quote not a public health expert
1: mm-hmm. and how they define public health experts is public yeah, not health one experts of the people that agree with we pay not one <laughs> yeah, of the people that yeah. we
0: pay to crush your life yes. and act as a tyrant an unelected bureaucrat. Not one of the guys that not a yes man that does what mm-hmm. we want, but an independently thinking, accurately thinking expert in this field. No, because mm-hmm. he's not one of our guys. He's not a yes man. Exactly, Just and and brutal. that's
1: and that's how that's literally the 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 play that's being made here by our our uh, you know our justices uh, by our our judges is they. They get to determine who is and who is not an expert, apparently, without actually providing evidence based on their actual uh, resume. It's uh it's pretty disgusting, but as you said, Andrew, not surprising. you what you know what else is not surprising, Andrew, as our courts are busy just bawling up our rights and freedoms and throwing them in the trash bin, um, our federal government is spending profligately, and they're doing it, Andrew, to promote and propagate their propaganda. Arm. Uh, this comes to us from the from LifeSite News. The federal government of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's fall economic statement includes massive payouts for mainstream media outlets ahead of. And after the 2025 election, on November 21st, Finance Minister Christia Freeland delivered the Liberal government's fall economic statement in the House of Commons, where she really condescended Canadians beyond belief. She is so annoying. She's like a fourth grade teacher talking to Canadians. It's it's absurd. Nevertheless, I
0: digress. Um, you know, Matt, can I just I just want to interject there for one okay. second and say, my fourth grade teacher was pretty good. <laughs> okay, good. So I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that is that is. I don't want to have re- to. S- yeah, right. I, ha- I have to rebuke you a little bit and say that it is wildly slanderous. Yeah, to, to put her in the same category as fourth grade teachers, because my fourth grade teacher was pretty good. Um, And I certainly I certainly would not find myself now desiring to smash my head against the wall (laughs) over and over again, listening to my fourth grade teacher. Yes. But I can't say the same thing about our journalist finance minister, deputy prime minister. That Talk about
1: continued. talking uh, about rising to the level of uh, her incompetence. My, my word, nevertheless, her, the, the, the forecast included this, Andrew, um, it included legacy media subsidies, subsidies, which will cost taxpayers get this $129 million over the next five years. It turns out guys, we don't actually have to pay for media to exist with our taxpayer money. Like it's lucrative. Like people will exist. This will exist without us funding it. So, I mean, this is just throwing money into a propaganda arm of, of, of a regime. It's totally absurd. Nevertheless, um, this is what the the article goes on to say, quote, to ensure a strong and independent press, Man, I can't, I can't even get through this sentence. Can continue to thrive in Canada. The fall economic statement proposes to enhance the Canadian journalism labor tax credit. The Department of Finance wrote. True North News had this to say regarding the the proposal: This hefty top up is in addition to the six hundred million. Dollar media bailout announced in 2019, sparking concerns about government influence over journalism. You think you can't be depend independent of what you're literally depending upon? Okay, uh, you're you're changing the entire nature of that word. If you think uh, otherwise, outlined in the fall economic <laughs> statement presented by Finance Minister Christian Freeland to the House of Commons Tuesday, the new measures. Propose to upgrade the Canadian journalism labour tax credit effective January 1, 2024. The federal government aims to boost the near the yearly limit on labour costs that can be claimed per eligible employee from $55,000 to $85,000. Additionally, the tax credit rate is set to temporarily increase from twenty-five percent to thirty-five percent for the four year period surrounding the election.
0: What a, so class we live in a political play. We live we live we live in a world where uh, we live in a country where we reward incompetence with more yes. money. Like in the real world, if your media outlet is is a is a flopping fish on 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 the shore Yes, and it's just, <laughs> just the thing is just dead yeah and canadians don't want it they don't buy it and they are canadians are content to to get their their information from alternative sources of media and even pay for it mm-hmm. in the real world we would say well then let the thing die But in Canada, we say, well, let's fund it with taxpayer dollars. And it's not because it's quality. And regardless of what (laughs) they say, they say it's essential, (laughs) it's needed, blah, blah, blah. blah." But no, the reason is, is because it is the state funded propaganda machine and they need to keep it going and they can't see it die. They've invested so much time and money and they still use it to gaslight and engage in doublespeak and to be the ministry of truth on behalf of the party. That this is why they keep pouring money into it when the thing mm-hmm. is it's just let it, die. let it die.
1: here here's a comparison that people can think of. Essentially, the media apparatus that exists in mainstream media is like tax companies, Ta- like or, sorry, taxi companies. Part of me. Um, that model of service delivery is outdated. The market came up with a better service delivery called Uber and all these ride-sharing programs okay. where um, they're more efficient, they're cheaper, they're safer. The the product is better uh, Cars don't smell. Car Exactly. So everything about them is better. So essentially, with technology, media has the entry point the entry level of media is far lower you can get a better product you more people mm-hmm. can enter the marketplace you don't need all these massive teams that are requiring budgets of 600 million dollars mm-hmm. to make things happen and to disseminate media we have we have all sorts of mediums out there but what the trudeau government is committed to is ensuring the market does not have a say that individuals do not have a say in the future of media they are trying to keep a dead dinosaur alive um, at mm-hmm. this point um, and essentially it would be like them trying to subsidize all these taxi companies so they won't go out of business because uber is destroying them that's essentially what we're dealing with and to the tune of you know I mean, at this point, billions and billions and billions uh-huh. and billions of dollars. It's, it's absurd, but yeah.
0: what do you expect? Well, it's what it's what it's around $1 billion a year, yeah. 1.3, 1.4 billion. And again, that's aside from the $600 million bailout in 2019 and the 129, mm. 129. So just, just compile on, just let the it's thing a, it's go. a, it's All a right. mass. It's a
1: massive yeah. part, a part of yeah. our yeah. budget.
0: Yeah. yeah. And CB, listen, like, Canadian Profit Corporation sucks. It's just not good. No. It's just not good. Anyways, let's continue. Finally, as we look at the need to build and fight in light of the state, Justin Trudeau continues to move Canada toward a globalist melting pot without a national identity, a national currency, or even a distinct Canadian culture. So his late, latest partnership is with the European Union. This also is from LifeSight News. Quote Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has announced a digital agreement with the European Union. European Union to advance the implementation of a digital identification system and to counter online disinformation. On November 24th, Trudeau released the official terms of the Canada EU digital partnership, which aims to create digital credentials for Canadians, counter disinformation, and cooperate on artificial intelligence. So basically, the plot of Terminator and the after effects of. 1984 and a little bit of Chinese totalitarianism all kind of mixed together that's what our federal government's doing with the EU the article continues when Canada and Europe work together we create good middle-class jobs we grow False. strong economies and we make progress in the fight False. against climate change yeah False. That's, <laughs> this is where we need that Billy Madison thing Everything you've just said yes. is completely false.
1: I should just get that. Nowhere,
0: clip nowhere that. in your incoherent rambling did yeah. you come close to anything that's a solution. Yeah. We award can, you can no we, points. You are just, destroying our culture.
1: Can we just call this what it actually is, right? But the, our program primarily exists to cut through the euphemism. The Canada EU Digital Partnership is the globalist great reset partnership. Yeah. <laughs> that, we, that's when what Canada
0: is. and Europe work together we destroy canada everything That's yeah we destroy say. everything we yeah. destroy canada so but this is what trudeau stated from his office now we actually have a link to the agreement in in the description but here is some of the drivel from the government of canada's website on this partnership this is from the government of canada website canada and the eu share common views on the importance of information and communication technology For their economy and society, i.e., Canada and the EU agree on a globalist, Marxist way of totally controlling a population and erasing national identity. Okay, that's what it really means. Both sides support a positive, inclusive, and human centric vision of the digital economy and society where the design, development, governance, and use of technology are guided by democratic values and respect for fundamental rights, and consider that both sides' joint efforts and their synergies with other like-minded partners can contribute to implementing this vision. They're not guided by democratic values, that's a lie, and the respect for fundamental rights, because we've seen that both the EU and our federal government have no problem taking fundamental rights, lighting them on fire, and throwing them into a dumpster when it comes time to you know, not doing what, what the state wants. So this is all this is, is this is just gobbledygook. Yeah. This is their way of saying, (laughs) we are going to up the control. We are going to up the surveillance. We are going to continue to squash your freedoms. We're going to erase Mm -hmm. Canadian identity. We're going to police speech. And by Mm -hmm. police speech, we mean anything that doesn't go along with the narrative. And we're working with the EU to do it because Mm -hmm. if there's any other place in the world that would embrace mm-hmm. a fascistic totalitarian control it would be our friends over our, our in Europe.
1: political elites across the world are midwits at best and they 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 engage in obfuscation via happy talk via euphemism <laughs> and just dripping every like this this doesn't mean anything these, right. these words yeah, are
0: so just, ill-defined. Yeah, you know, it's a marshmallow. It's a it, marshmallow statement. Just it'll fill you up and be sweet to the taste. Yeah, that's all. No,
1: exactly. And, and that's a, like, as, as theologians, Andrew, like w- theologi- it's the theologian's uh, prerogative to define and make distinctions, and careful, really thoughtful distinctions. This is, this. every time I hear stuff like this, I just want to implode because it's, they're literally saying so many words that say nothing. And all of these terms are so ill-defined that they can just bring in this massive government tyranny behind it. And that's what they're doing. They're happy talking tyranny through corporate jargon. And we have to, as Canadian citizens be able to see through it. We have to be able to see through the happy, clappy uh, sugary language, like you're talking okay. about and say, Guys, who who said this was okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: anyways. anyways, let's move on. Let's move on. I bet that you are growing more and more frustrated and concerned with the fiat money system here in Canada. I'm sure you're hoping for real options, a solution that works for you and values your liberty and security. Well, Barter It is here for you. It's a modern barter economy for freedom-loving Canadians to transact and exchange value without having to use fiat currency. So imagine Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, and eBay all wrapped into one economic ecosystem. You offer your goods and services in exchange for BITS credits, and you can use those BITS to acquire other goods and services in the community. It's a parallel economy. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on Barter It for Individuals. Make sure you sign up as a VIP before the official launch, and you will get a lifetime subscription Free premium listings and one thousand bits to spend in the system. That is fifteen hundred dollars worth of value for just a hundred and ninety-seven dollars. LibertyCoalitionCanada.com dot com slash barter. Matt, if you uh, if you haven't been keeping track, we're just three weeks away. Just over three weeks away from Christmas. Crazy. A holiday <laughs> that celebrates the birth of Jesus, God in the flesh, and that focuses on the glory. Of the incarnation, now the mm-hmm. birth of Christ has been celebrated for two thousand years, and in every Western nation, including Canada, which exists, it's grounded in biblical Christianity. Right? Mm-hmm. This is this is our history. And by the way, I just want to say here, it's going to upset some people, um, but Jeremiah ten is not talking about Christmas trees. Like, get over that nonsense. <laughs> I, I, we can. You can reach out to me. There's a long-standing tradition of lights and green that goes all the way back to the Reformation. It's actually the Christmas tree is two separate traditions: one regarding lights and one regarding evergreen that came together around the time of the Reformation. It's not Jeremiah 10. Plus, the trees of,
1: don't belong to the pagans.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a pagan. It's sun worship. It's Constantine. It's just oh, okay. Just stop it. Chill out. Go go back to go back to your flat Earth studies. And call all the modern translations demonic. That's you, you can you can have that world. In the real world, it's okay to celebrate Christmas. You don't have to, but don't demonize those who do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, anyways, apparently, all of that—the long-standing tradition of celebrating the incarnation and the glory of our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, coming to Earth born as a baby, apparently that's all just patriarchy and colonialism and white supremacy. So this comes from the National Post. The Canadian Human Rights Commission, an agency with broad judicial powers that is fully funded by the federal government and, I'll add, is completely captured by woke ideology, has declared that the celebration of Christmas is evidence of Canada's colonialist religious intolerance. Quote, discrimination against religious minorities in Canada is grounded in Canada's history of colonialism, close quote. Reads a discussion paper on religious intolerance published last month by the agency. An obvious example is is statutory holidays in Canada, is an example of colonialism and intolerance. It adds, noting that the Christian holidays of Christmas and Easter get days off, while non-Christians have to, quote, request special accommodations to observe their holy days, close quote, which I'll add is a non sequitur. It is nonsensical. If you reject God, there is no such thing as holy. You don't get holidays or holy days if you reject God, because all there is is materialism and pure physical matter No spiritual, no holy, no nothing. So you can't have it both ways. You can't reject Christ and want holidays. Just call them what they are. Pagan, fleshly, satanic worship days. That's what they are. Okay. Continues. The thrust of the paper, first reported by Blacklock's reporter, is that Canada is replete with religious intolerance and always has been. Quote, in order to move forward towards sustainable change, All Canadians must first acknowledge Canada's history of religious intolerance, it reads. The discussion paper citing the statutory Christmas holidays as a form of religious intolerance is contained in a section arguing that all this constitutes a form of discrimination. A statutory holiday on December 25th, quote, may adversely affect non-Christians, some of whom may therefore need to seek out special accommodations To observe their own faith holy days, close quote, it reads, What a bunch of satanic, godless, illogical nonsense. Mm -hmm. That is one of that is utter stupidity. By the way, everyone benefits from Christmas, Mm -hmm. even the God haters benefit. Yeah. from the holiday season, it, it, even are, the God haters are blessed. In do, you wanna, do you want
1: to do you want to get rid of your weekend? Right. Historically, the weekend developed out of uh, the Christian Sabbath understanding. That was something that wouldn't have existed mm-hmm. in the hard slave labor t- t- turmoil that many pagan nations lived under. Do you, all the do you like
0: do you like hospitals? Yeah. Do you like orphanages? Colonialism. Do, do you like do you like humanitarian efforts in other parts of the world? Colonialism. How about, oh, how, how about this? Do you also like the fact that you have rights that are supposed to be protected by the government? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that there's that there's an appropriate state that's supposed to rule and laws that prevent anarchy and, and do you and like the, all that and the laws apply to the from, state. Yeah, that comes from Christianity, my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That doesn't come from God-hating cultures. Yeah. If you hate it so much. Then why don't you go to somewhere like Saudi Arabia or mm-hmm. Indonesia? Go, go live there where you will see the effects of, of Christian culture not touching down.
1: Yeah, well, it's so funny. The same people <laughs> that are writing this are probably the same people that are for a Palestinian muslim theocracy overthrowing and totally destroying what yeah, it amounts not, to it not knowing a, what that actually means a, a secular a secular state yeah. in israel but andrew there's a there's a tacit admission in this argument and i want to i, I want to highlight it guess who understands that canada's historically been a christian nation these guys
0: yes they do what
1: they're saying Presupposes the fact that Canada is a nation that, as we've talked about many times, was founded on fundamentally biblical Christian. Um, uh, principles and the entire warp and woof of Canadian life was, Mm -hmm. was centered around the, the, the great Christian feast days, uh, festivals, and those are reflected in our laws and have been literally since before Canada existed, because right, Canada came from the Anglosphere, um, before we were even our own dependent, independent country. Um, these sorts of traditions long were a part of the the British um, way of life. So Uh it's amazing to me that, people on the one hand will say that Canada is not and never has been a Christian nation but then on the other hand they're saying well man what's with all this Christian supremacy that's just always been around in in, in Canada it's like you can't have both dudes <laughs> you,
0: yep. you can't but they have can't both. but they can have both and this this is the this is the cognitive dissonance of yeah. of the of, of the progressive so I was having mm-hmm. this discussion with someone a, another example of cognitive dissonance that's not related to this, but just highlights the absurdity and the insanity and the stupidity of leftist thinking Mm -hmm. is when it comes to trans ideology. Because on the one hand, they will say that all things gender related Mm -hmm. are merely societal constructs related to tradition that have nothing to do with actual hard reality. But on the other hand, hand, they'll say that if you're a woman trapped in a man's body, you need to wear makeup, high heels, long hair, and get breast implants. Wait a minute. You've just conceded that -hmm. there are indeed objective things that have to do with femaleness, Mm -hmm. which is why all these guys are trying to act and pretend to be what we would normally say are female qualities. But you're also saying... That's all societally constructed. It doesn't matter. So which one is it? And the answer is whatever it fits for them to say in the moment, this is leftist thinking. It's not predictable. It's not objective.
1: That's why it's appropriately called by many the woke mind virus. You literally Mm -hmm. have to lobotomize yourself to hold these completely asinine, ahistorical, contradictory views. Um, But that's leftist nowadays. So dear— and Dear they'll cancel Christian, if you. they cancel yeah. you if you don't do it as well.
0: Dear Christian, let me give you some advice. You celebrate Christmas harder this yes. year. Yes. Go X harder this year. Go well, like, X. Get, get a bigger tree. Wish every get, person you come. Yeah. <laughs> get a bigger Merry tree that more lights. Yeah. You you have a like so our plan is we're gonna we're gonna wake up on Christmas morning and we're gonna crack open the hymnal and we're gonna just sing a whole bunch of Christmas hymns and let our kids decide. And we're going to eat some good food, and we're going to build. I don't want to say what we're going. I don't want to say anything about the gifts in case this comes back to my kids. <laughs> but yes, anyways, don't. it's going to be marvelous, and I'm going to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And our our twins, the twins. We I just came back from a, a Black Friday sale, and the twins are going to be decked out in Christmas theme onesies all the way into the New Year. Like, go harder <laughs> on Christmas. Go harder, and don't. You have to think about it. If your ideology on Christmas, which is Christmas bad. Christmas, no good. And you're professing Christ. And that's the same ideology as the woke God hating leftists. Listen, you're on the wrong team. You're on the wrong team. Celebrate the birth of Christ even harder. Read Isaiah nine, read Isaiah seven glory in the incarnation. Wish everyone a Merry Christmas, not happy holidays, not Hmm. seasons, greetings, Merry Christmas, have a happy Christmas and go bigger in celebrating the fact that God would condescend to come to this earth mm-hmm. to take on flesh becoming one of his becoming like one of his creations in order to communicate to us what the father is like in order to live a life of perfect obedience to the god the law of god in order to suffer Sacrificially on the cross for the sins of God's people, that we might have his righteousness, he might take on our sins, that we too could be raised from the dead as he was. That's what we celebrate. Go bigger and go greener and go more Christmassier. <laughs> Do it this year. The Canadian Human Rights Commission can have their godless way of living, whatever.
1: Uh, you, you, even the concept of human rights is rooted and grounded and
0: yeah
1: in christian it's, world view. the, the, the it's glorious like, delicious irony, is irony is just, of it all these people are so stupid it's yep. andrew it's uh, i mean they've been indoctrinated and they are on the they're just the tip of a long long sphere of indoctrination yep. anyways um bizarro world doesn't end there andrew uh this is what bizarro clown canada looks like and um True freedom, the 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 true freedom that we have, we call it actually slavery and discrimination, and this is what actual oppression and totalitarianism uh, we call freedom and inclusion. So we've we've we're calling evil good, calling good evil, calling slavery and and evil uh, freedom and good. The, this entire story comes to to us from the post millennial, and you have to get it. Um, the news that Tucker Carlson, the former top-rated anchor on cable news, is coming to Calgary on January 24th, 2024, to share an event with Alberta Premier Danielle Smith, has set off alarm bells throughout the Canadian left. It, um, it has even provoked a petition asking Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to ban Carlson from getting across the border into Canada. Wow. Okay, Alberta New Democrat NDP leader Rachel Notley, who heads the official opposition in the province, urged Smith to cancel the event because of Carlson. Uh, because he's not, quote unquote, in Rachel Notley's opinion, a credible figure. Uh, I mean, anyways, the fact that our premier believes in... It's appropriate to normalize the things this person would say by appearing on a stage with him. Demonstrates a profound lack of judgment on her part, says Notley. I would call on the premier to immediately cancel the planned appearance because Albertans deserve better from their leadership, she told reporters on Tuesday. So, person,
0: ad- person advocating for limited government. Miss, you don't have to agree with everything Tucker says. He's off on some stuff, For but sure. Tucker Carlson, bad, literal Nazi, receiving a standing ovation in Parliament, good. Tucker Carlson, bad. Rachel Notley, darkened in her thinking,
1: she's a foolish clown.
0: heart. She's Rachel a Marxist, Notley is, right? is Romans one. Right. draped in orange
1: yeah she's a marxist she is a marxist a hardcore leftist an idiot beyond all belief and anybody who would take her seriously is below <laughs> the standards of albertans honestly
0: so all right let's uh let's let's i, I apologize in advance for this because this will be a barrage oh, to both geez. your eyes and your ears but I, it's it's not it's not Justin Trudeau. We could Trudeau. do a not, whole episode yeah. on this. This is this. It's not it's not as bad as a clip of Justin Trudeau because I don't want people who are driving to have a seizure, convulse, and veer off and die, and they would kind of wreck Christmas. So it's not that bad. Um But what we do have for you is uh, reason number five thousand eight hundred and seventy-three to pull your children from state-funded Marxist indoctrination camps. Right, I'm I'm, I'm adding. Working a list here. I have a big document of all the reasons why. So this is reason number (laughs) five thousand eight hundred and seventy-three. And by the way, the state funded Marxist indoctrination camp and re-education center, that's what they really are, but they're known to the common focus public schools. But they're not that's that's a euphemism. This is what Mm -hmm. they really are. So Frank and Frank will tell us
1: that. Yes, (laughs) Frank
0: Dominic Sirina, who teaches at Craig Kielberger Secondary School in Milton, Ontario. Has this to say regarding what he teaches his students and why, as well as what he thinks about parents who might object to their own children receiving what this person would say is education.
2: The flag behind me seems to really trigger a lot of snow. Flakes. And yes, I am your worst nightmare. So let's get one thing clear. If you have a problem that I have this flag in my classroom, stop following me right now. Just block me. Or better yet, leave a comment so I know who I can block. Because I will never stop supporting the right to be loved. Such a dangerous man. If you disagree with me, block me. Yes, I do teach about stuff like this in my classroom. Thank you for asking. I teach about Marxism. I teach about socialism. I teach about trans rights. I teach about LGBTQ history. I teach about black history. I teach about the racial history of our country and the genocide that we have inflicted upon indigenous people. I teach about redlining and Africville and the Starlight Tours. I teach about the history of Sir John A. McDonald. I teach about wealth inequality in Canada and the concentration of wealth in the 1%. I talk about the prevalence of LGBTQ and trans people in millennial and Gen Z generations and compare it to left-handedness. I teach about intersectionality. I teach about the polytechnic massacre, I teach about the 60s scoop. And do you want to know why I teach about these things? Because they are important and because they are related to the curriculum. I do not push anything on my students. All I do is show them the world that we live in. The one thing I could be argued of pushing on my students, if anything, is that we should all be loved and respected for who we are. And because of the courses that I teach, all of this can be connected to curriculum. But beyond that, in Ontario, under the Education Act, teachers essentially have the right to teach whatever they think is beneficial to their students. There is obviously a boundary to that, but what I talk about in my classroom, what I do in my classroom, will not break any of the rules. Just because you're a triggered snowflake who can't handle gay people existing does not mean that what I am doing is by any means wrong. It just means that you're an antiquated dinosaur, and sooner or later, your children will think to themselves, "Why does my parent think that way? Why does my parent act that way? Why does my parent talk that way?"
0: <laughs> I, I love, love that. that let, man. Okay, I love. So, that. okay, okay. So, let me. Okay,
1: he's our worst nightmare, Andrew. So Are you well, shaking in your boots? So, I th- think you is... look like you're shaking.
0: Oh, I'm. I'm. Are you oh, afraid? Afraid? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm. I'm afraid of what I'm about to say. That's what I'm afraid of. So. Let me, let, 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 let me just kind of clarify what, what we saw there. Um, a sodomite who will never reproduce and have his own children because he has outright rejected God's design and chooses to engage in unnatural, godless, sexual deviancy has told you, a parent, who has reproduced your own children, hmm That he knows what is better and more beneficial for your children, but you don't know that because you're an antiquated dinosaur, dinosaur, Mm. and he will continue to push his destructive, godless ideology upon your children in the hopes that what he does will stick so that your children will embrace his thinking and rebel against whatever you teach them because that is what he believes is best for Canada. That, like that, re- okay, if you are a Christian and your children are still in public schools, you are wrong. And you're sinning against your kids and it's time to repent and get them out of public school. Like that's it. There's no more, there's no more tiptoeing here, but we can't make it work. Yes, you can, but it's too difficult. No, it's not. Is it, is there sacrifice involved? Yep. Does it mean downsizing? Yep. Are there changes that have to happen? Yep. If you are a Christian and your kids are still in public school, you're sinning against your kids because you are putting them in an environment where that's happening where you are basically sending them for their souls to be destroyed for them to be taught to hate you and to hate God and to hate good and and really all because the second income benefits you if you're a single mom and there's a difficulty listen that's a di- we can talk about that mm-hmm. we can we can address that we, and we we can even we can hope to help. All them. the more reasons I, I'm sympathetic. for
1: Christian singles.
0: I'm sympathetic yeah. to that, mm-hmm. right? If you're a single mom, a single parent, we're, we're, that's a different category. I'm talking with the people who say, "Well, we both need to work." Sure, both work. Enjoy your bigger house with your second vehicle. Have your whatever your vacation, whatever your standard of living. Watch your kids grow up, hate the Lord, and hate you as their souls are being turned against you. That what we just saw. What that was the embodiment of demonic. Mm-hmm. That was that was demonic on display, mm-hmm. telling you that he's destroying your kids, yeah, that he just told you he's destroying your kids.
1: He's yeah, he's he's go- I'm catechizing your children into a insane, radically Marxist leftist worldview, and I'm doing it proudly and I'm going to disabuse them of respecting you. I'm going to disabuse them of respecting our country um, and their heritage, potentially their faith, if that is their background. But, I mean, this little pipsqueak is dripping, absolutely dripping with condescension, and it would be beyond moronic to send your kids to places where these... Foolish halfwits are teaching garbage mm-hmm. t- Marxism to your children. You will become like who you're taught after. And if you're sending kids to these places, you know, as Vadi Bachum said, don't be surprised when you send your kids to Caesar that they come
0: back Romans. You think you think that you think that you think that person will be teaching the students about the the reality that no. There have been no greater atrocities, no no number of innocent human lives destroyed more than at the hands of atheistic mm. communistic ideologies. Yeah. You think or or or, or God hating ideologies by way of the murder of the pre-board. Do you think he'll say that the, those, these are the worldviews that are most responsible for you, death, destruction, you, and discrimination? Probably not.
1: He, he, you know, he's not pushing anything on his kids, so I'm sure he's he's going over while he's talking about Marxism and socialism and all his leftist nonsense. I'm sure he's going through Hayek's "The Fatal Deceit." of of socialism, right? Right? Mm-hmm. The fatal deceit. Because, you know, he would want his kids to have a well-rounded education and not be indoctrinated, right? Right, Frank? Mm-hmm. That's probably what you're doing, right? You probably don't even understand Hayek's argument, obviously, if you're pushing for Marxism is the solution to all that ills us. You don't understand Hayek's basic uh, fundamental uh, principle, Um uh, Frank, you're not that smart. You're no one's worst enemy. And if you ever see this, drop us a line. Come on the podcast. We would love to talk about the things that you teach in your curriculum mm-hmm. and show you for what the fool that you actually are. Yeah. Right.
0: And go. Why, why don't you go go teach in Saudi Arabia? See how that'll go for you. Yeah, see if you're going to teach. He's te- yeah. see, He's part of the see, queers yeah. for, see, for Why don't you go Muhammad. see if you can get a teaching job in Pakistan? Mm-hmm. Go. Go, go, go to Pakistan, put that flag up in your classroom and see, uh, see if you'll be embraced by the culture there. You, 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 that People like that and that worldview torches and despises the principles upon which our country stands, not understanding that it is the very principles that support our country, that give them the freedom to then turn back and despise our country. Where mm-hmm. if they were to go to places in the world that actually are what they want, places that have thoroughly rejected a biblical Christian Western worldview, have entirely excised mm-hmm. any, go- any, a- any good from their culture. If he were to enter into those space, he would be thrown from the top of a roof and he would be killed and imprisoned. The, the, the utter insanity of this world dude is so blind to reality unable to see what's actually going on that he he can he can only do that in the west mm-hmm. he can only do that in countries that are built on biblical christianity yeah. and, and yet he despises it
1: yeah and he's completely totally and utterly intolerant, right? If you go to his page, you'll see he has pinned on his page, we can't be tolerant of intolerance. So he narrowly defines tolerance based on his insane leftist Marxist worldview. Anything outside of that is fair game for being intolerant to. So he is is Mao. He is Marx. He is Lenin. He is uh, all the communistic, fascistic dictators who created a narrow tribal box and said anybody outside of this box is fair game for for Mm. persecution and intolerance. He's them. So Mm. apparently he's not even a good enough student of history to Mm -hmm. understand the the basic presuppositions that underlie that type of worldview. He's an idiot. And again, the irony
0: irony is that even though he probably... Idolizes and reveres those men, if he were beside them and tell them, oh, yes, I engage in sexual activities with other men, mm-hmm. then all of the men that he reveres and idolizes would have had him killed
1: yeah well it's that's, that's, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's a,
0: that's the craziness of the whole well thing.
1: so it's important to understand too like even in in the chinese cultural revolution mao had his red guard right essentially frank is a part of our rainbow guard uh, of of the right. moment but what did Mao do to the red guard as soon as he took power they were yep. too revolutionary they were too unstable and he had them summarily executed he had he got rid of them Yep. And that's what if you go down with this leftist mind virus, you are going to be used as a political pawn in mm-hmm. a tyrannical game uh, that you're not in control of. So, yeah. Frank, you need to repent. You need yep. to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and you need to escape folly forthwith because you, yep. sir, are going to give an account for the little children that you have led astray. And it would be better for a millstone to be hung around your neck and you to be cast into the bottom of the sea than for you to lead a, a children created in God's image astray. So, Frank, you need to reconsider who, what, what the actual nightmare is. And the, the nightmare is standing before a holy and just God in and a complete and utter rebellion. Mm-hmm. Anyways.
0: Let's move on. Our federal government's response to economic difficulties is to print money until it's worthless, driving up the cost of everything. If you haven't noticed, eggs are exceedingly expensive. And so is milk. Essentially, they're stealing from your hard-earned pay. They also want to monitor your spending by way of centralized digital currency. So what you need to do is take control of your own resources and be responsible for your own money. Bull Bitcoin wants to help you do just that. Bull Bitcoin is a 100% self funded, freedom minded Canadian Bitcoin exchange that wants to protect your financial freedom and help you protect your resources. If you're aware of what's going on in our country, you should seriously consider connecting with our friends over at Bull Bitcoin. Sign up at slash LCC and have all of your questions answered. That's slash LCC. So it is apparent that Canada is falling apart and in the midst of a deep, dark spiritual war. And as mm-hmm. we've been saying, we need to build and we need to fight. Mm-hmm. So to discuss these things with us and to highlight some practical ways that we actually can be building and fighting, we wanted to bring on our friend Alex Klusterman. Alex is a teaching pastor of Hill City Baptist Church and co-host of the Dominion podcast, which if you don't Listen to, I uh, You're. I mean, how are you going to take Dominion if you're not listening to the Dominion <laughs> podcast? You're just it's not in gonna the be name, people. It. You're not going to be able to do it properly. So uh, check them out. You can also read, and I recommend reading and signing up for their Substack, dominionpress.substack.com. Uh, Alex has also recently become a professional coffee connoisseur. He's been an amateur for a long <laughs> time, but now he's the real deal. Alex, thanks for joining us, brother
3: good to be with you boys thanks for having me yeah good to see
0: you so um Alex one of the things we've been talking about in our episode up until this point is uh the need to be building and fighting in the midst of what's going on in our current Canadian culture and context so I just want to highlight for you the different things that we've talked about to touch on a number of different areas that really necessitate Building and the fighting. So, here's what we've discussed so far in our episode today, just to bring you up to speed. We've talked about the state ignoring medical information in favor of squashing the rights of Canadians, the federal government bailing out their media propaganda apparatus with our tax dollars, Canada signing on with the European Union to fight online disinformation, the Canadian Human Rights Commission has called celebrating Christmas religious intolerance people in Canada wanting to ban Tucker Carlson from entering Canada and a woke teacher that was calling parents who object to his Marxist agenda snowflakes. So that that was the news cycle (laughs) for today. So it's fairly obvious that we are engaged in a war and we must be fighting, Mm -hmm. but it's also clear that the foundations of Canada are rotten and collapsing. So this is the question mm-hmm. I have for you, and we'll see why why we ask this question just in a bit. But what do Christians in our country need to build, and why do we need to build? And maybe what does it mean to build? So we got to build. What is it that we need to build, and why do we need to build in light of, just by way of example, the seven things I've just rolled out for you?
3: Yeah. Well, I think— f- we have to first be clear on the nature of the problem, right? Um, what you described is is really a bunch of fruit. None of these things are the root of the issue. It's fruit that stems from the fundamental issue of unbelief and sin. And so um, if you get the problem wrong, your solution is going to be wrong. And you're going to lay the wrong foundation, and everything that you build on top of it is going to be Corrupt. I mean, a lot of the things you described are historic institutions that have, um, you know, been resilient and and been helpful to Canadians for a long time, but no longer are. And the reason they're not is because Canadians have turned away from the Lord Jesus Christ as their king and his word as their law. And so um, we can't even talk about building and rebuilding if we don't assess the situation appropriately so you know what do we build and how do we build well the solutions can't be purely political they can't be purely pragmatic we can't simply um, get bodies into positions of power into hr departments and uh, as legislators Uh, these are worthy you know goals uh, but they're not ultimate goals i think fundamentally where we need to begin is that people need to be converted to christ and it i'm not saying that is a you know a cliche thing it's just very true the reason why teachers don't understand parents authority and in fact hate it is because they hate the lord jesus christ they hate his image and they hate his image bearers and that's not going to be undone unless the worship of the people is uh redirected towards the true and the living god so I think we need to resist the quick impulse to engage in the battle on the same terms of our enemy, which is, as as the Bible would say, in carnal or fleshly ways. So we need to be doing, as Paul commanded Timothy, to be praying for leaders and rulers and those in high places that we may live quiet and peaceful lives. That means praying for their conversion. That means praying for their repentance Uh, That means praying for their removal, if that should please the Lord. Um, And the the raising up of someone else who does submit to Jesus Christ as Lord. I think that means um, resisting the urge to fight power with power.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I think uh, um, there's a temptation to say, look, if we're seeing this bad fruit in the political sphere, then what we need to do is get our guy into office. And I'm all for political engagement, and I think it's a a problem of Christian Canadians that they haven't been engaged. Um, But the the Lord Jesus Christ can undo this whole mess in an instant, literally with a word. And all of our scheming and our planning um, could be totally fruitless for the next generations. And so I think we need to be praying that God would reverse things. I think we need to be building families. The other thing the pagans believe is that the world is run from the top down, but we don't actually believe that. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Tolkien Tolkien who said, you know, uh, the powerful, or think that it is the p- power that moves the world, but it is actually small acts of kindness. And I don't know the exact quote, but as Christians, we believe um, that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And that the small thing grows and that God likes to whittle down, you know, Gideon to 300. And God displays His power through the mundane and through the insignificant, through the weak and the foolish things, as Paul says. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you know, we should try and engage in politics and, and we should try to get people who are godly in the positions of power, but not because we fight power with power. And I think that Christians need to realize the daily grind is where you take dominion. Um, whether you're a, a wife and mother at home, whether you're, a, you know, fixing trucks, whether you're doing podcasts, you know, writing music, baking, whatever you're doing to God's glory, that's where you take dominion. And it's like the eye of Sauron is looking in the wrong places. He didn't suspect a hobbit. And, mm. and um, part of our advantage strategically is that um, the elite and the corrupt, they operate by ter- in terms of power and protests and shouting and coercion. We, d- we don't operate that way. We operate in terms of the truth, and we believe that the truth is powerful and people living according to the truth. So I'm probably being a little one- long-winded right now, but um, <laughs> we need to focus on the task at hand, building individuals through conversion, Christian families, Christian schools, churches businesses these are the these are the works we need to give ourselves to
1: yeah absolutely and uh, andrew and i always talk about that you know though we're engaged in obviously a, pol- a podcast where we're dealing with canadian politics it is fundamentally culture and cultist worship that are yes um are 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 the source of politics. So if we're going to change the political landscape in our nation, we need to do the hard work that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. the mundane weekly daily grind of, of raising families of, of, of ruling ourselves well under the, the the law of God. And that's, that's, that's how we're going to see the fruit in our culture. Mm -hmm. The reason why the left is culturally ascendant is because the left has spent a you know, the better part of a century now getting every lever of cultural power in their arsenal that they can push their narratives and their political agendas. So we can take, you know, great uh, comfort in the fact that if we having a, a worldview that's founded on truth do the same sort of mechanisms. We can build the same sort of cultures,
0: um, obviously mm-hmm. in a God glorifying one, way. One, one of the things I've said to people about politics, Alex, mm-hmm. and as you were saying, you know, as we were answering, I, I thought about it. I've I've been telling people that Christians thinking about political engagement right now, mm-hmm. uh, what we can't be doing is we can't be thinking. We need to get this guy in because he'll change it and he'll stem the tide and he'll pull back blah blah blah. And so Christians say, well, then why get in politics? You know, why run for a party that's not going to win? And my response to them has been, wouldn't it be something if Christians engaging in politics, one, uses an opportunity to disciple and evangelize? Mm -hmm. Like we use as an opportunity to bring the gospel to bear as we're doing politics, but also as a means to live with integrity and sincerity and and in principled nature before God, wouldn't that be the thing that might solicit the blessing of God more so than getting the right votes to put a particular pagan in power? Like Maybe we should Mm -hmm. think about our political engagement as advancing the kingdom of God through discipling the nations and evangelism And being faithful and obedient, being a prophetic um,
1: voice to the culture, which
0: lines up with what you're saying—that it's—it's not we do politics to win, um, because we're not just we're we're not there culturally, Uh, but we we do so in terms of building, uh, in the hopes that we can see things maybe a little bit different in the future.
1: So where's Hmm. the source of our joy then, Alex? Like how obviously the level uh, the levers of powers—it's not ours right now. Godless ideologies are clearly in the in control in Canada, so wh- how do we f- refrain from becoming discouraged in light of our current cultural landscape and you know do the hard work of building while we're simultaneously fighting?
3: yeah, well, I think when we when we think about human building, we have to keep in mind psalm one twenty seven right unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labor in vain um Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. We have to keep, we have to make sure that we build in faith. And we have to, what that means practically is that a recognition that our efforts in themselves are utterly futile. And yet, our efforts done in the strength that God supplies and for his gro- glory, um, God can supply enormous strength and God can do something. Uh, far beyond what we could even comprehend through our efforts so the way that we don't lose heart is that we don't ultimately anchor our hope to what we see horizontally to what we you know what looking around updating our twitter feed and seeing how far ahead the conservatives are in the polls which i mean it's delicious to watch don't get me wrong it's just um That's not where our hope is anchored. Our hope is anchored in God, and the fact that the light is shone into the darkness, and the darkness has not and will not overcome it. And so we need to be um, tethered to Scripture, and we need to have the story of our lives be aligned with the story of the Bible, and the optimism of our lives be tied not to our circumstances, but to the promises of God, uh, ultimately.
0: This is a great Amen. time for that too, Alex. We've talked before about Christmas hymns and how yeah. they are so bangers full, so <laughs> pregnant the with the rule and reign of Christ, yeah. the advance of his kingdom and his ownership of this whole universe. I mean, I've been thinking about yes. we've talked specifically about joy to the world before. Yeah, I just want to run right? through that wall when I hear that. that that uh that you know, like that last he rules the world with truth and grace, mm-hmm. right? And that his blessings flow far as the curse is found. This is the time of year, especially mm-hmm. to really be optimistic that he he is king, he does rule, and we can have confidence that obedience to Christ is never in vain. So that's Amen. Yeah, yeah. I mean great, that's,
3: that's that's a great word. That's gotta be one of the best lines of all christian hymnody he comes to make his blessing flow far as the curse is found
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it's it's and it's so familiar and it's so melodic that you can overlook the profound and glorious truth it's like where mm-hmm. does the light of christ go to wherever there's a shadow
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not it's not, not like the lion king where no move like where, where god says to us it's all yours and then we Except say but lord, lord what about what about that dark <laughs> patch over there he's like no, no, only where the light touches. And then we say, right, it, it's everywhere. <laughs> that's, yeah, The light touches, up, it's all his. We mm-hmm. we, can, yeah. we can go for all of it. Mm-hmm.
3: And and that's why when we look at the darkness, like the things you mentioned in the introduction, it's our response should not be despair at the darkness, but say this is an opportunity for the light of Christ. And, mm-hmm. you know, the light of uh, darkness and light are not in competition with one another. When you turn a light switch on, darkness dissipates in an instant. Mm -hmm. And so it is with Christ when he shines, uh, when the light of Christ is shining to our hearts through the Holy Spirit, working through the word, the darkness is just gone. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to be praying for revival. And we need to be That's what the Psalm says. Even the
0: darkness is as light to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Absolutely. So um, this is, so uh, talking about these things, it's obviously great to have these conversations to encourage one another, for believers to be kind of refreshing our right perspective on Christ's rule and reign and his kingdom in the midst of the darkness that we need to be building, we need to be fighting. So it's uh, it's fitting then that you guys are putting on a conference coming up this February that mm-hmm. is very much on brand with this and actually fits really well with our, our entire episode today. So tell us a little bit about the Call to Build conference that's coming up in February. Um, why should Christians attend? And what's the desired outcome? So, what's the goal that those who attend, who engage, what's the desired outcome or result that this conference will have upon those who attend, mm-hmm. kind of going forward into the into into the Canadian world?
3: Yeah, thanks for asking. So, we're having a conference in Peterborough, Ontario, February eighth to tenth, and uh, the theme is a call to build. And really, what we're trying to do is offer. A positive vision for the Christian life. And I know you guys, uh, we've been friends for the last couple of years, and often we're engaged in the slogging through of um, the darkness and the difficulty and the corruption. And uh, it's we're reacting against and we're opposing, and these are necessary things. But Christians need to have a positive vision of building in their life. What what do I give myself to each day? When I, I look at it and I say, okay, I don't want that. I know that's bad. I know that's wrong. That's not good. But what positively do I give myself to? And so our hope for the conference is honestly that this is just very practical and that this equips each person who attends to be a better builder under God and in the strength that he supplies and whatever sphere he has them in. If you're a stay at home mom, homeschooling your kids, if you're running a small business, if you are a lawyer, if you're working in finance, you know, whatever you're doing, we want you to leave our conference having a better vision of one, Christ and his work in the world and his promises uh, to bring that to completion um, and to better understand your role in building as Paul said I laid uh, like an expert builder I laid a foundation and that's and that's Christ and so we want people to know in their own lives how to do that basically
1: absolutely and I can't help but think you know the success of reforms and revivals in church history has been due in part to the fact that it's had a totalizing effect on people's lives, right? They're not just uh, heady doctrines that we're considering, but that these doctrines uh, are actually pressing into the four corners of our life. They're 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 pressing us forward to live under uh, th- the sovereignty of God as his vicegerents. Uh, that yes. is the sort of mentality that we're trying to instill into people to make sure that their worship is coming out in everything they do. Uh, not Mm. just the Sunday type ritual that we're going through. That's very helpful. And that actually leads us to another thing that you're doing. Not only are you pastoring a church, not only are you throwing conferences, but you are putting your money where your mouth is. You are indeed building. um, And and that includes uh, through entrepreneurship, through starting a business. So you have decided
0: (laughs) through roasting. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. So roasting, roasting the libs online and and (laughs) roasting the beans in house. Yes, absolutely.
1: So tell our audience about what you've done recently and how they can participate in the resistance that you're talking about pushing back, but also in uh, the company that you are now taking part of, which I know many of our uh, listeners will be familiar with the name.
3: So. Um, recently, my wife and I purchased Resistance Coffee, which was started by a couple of Saskatchewan lads who are uh, familiar with your program and uh, good guys. And they were, they kind of closed up shop. And when we heard that they were um, possibly willing to pass it along so that the story could continue, we jumped at the opportunity. So, long story short, here we are. We've relaunched, we've opened our store today, and we are seeking to fuel the resistance with fresh roasted specialty coffee. And uh, the reason we got involved in this is, um, it's actually really simple. I just love good coffee. And my wife loves good coffee. We don't like buying from woke companies. We're tired of everything that we have to buy from our clothes to our coffee to our You know, whatever items we have in our house, almost everything, we have to pay Mm -hmm. someone who hates us in order to have that thing. And I love the idea myself of supporting resistance. Uh, We supported them when they were going. I love the idea of a Canadian company that reflects traditional values that have been the foundation of our country. You know, limited government, personal responsibility, the traditional family, the rule of law. And ultimately, mm-hmm. the supremacy of God, which all of these things um, are, are the overflow of. Mm-hmm. So, we were just excited about the possibility of doing that, and the Lord allowed for this to happen. And so, we're going to give it our best shot.
1: Well, praise God! We're we're excited. They, they yes. Definitely...
0: Where can people go? Tell us what's happening. This so it, it's, the website just went live today. Yep. Or yeah. So what's what's the website quickly?
3: So resistancecoffee.com, you can go live. We just launched a limited run for Christmas and Mm -hmm. uh, a light, medium, and dark, a delicious Ethiopian and... a nice Honduran medium and a. Great... You, gotta be, you
0: gotta be, you gotta be careful how someone would clip this, right? We've just <laughs> we're not. You you can go to the website. You can buy a delicious Ethiopian. A Andrew, light hot, we Weren't we having? Like, weren't
3: we having? we having we
1: are talking coffee
0: here. <laughs> I know we are, but I'm saying the the enemies could clip this and be like, "Do you see what it's all about? Colonialism and coffee." And I could just hey. see people clipping that. That's, if that's if
3: christ if Christian is colonialism, then I am a colonialist. I'll say it right yeah. now. Amen. So, anyways, they could go there. It's a limited run. And in the new year, we're going to launch all of our permanent roasts. And uh, stay tuned for that. At resistancecoffee.com.
1: Well man, thank you so much for coming on. We we love you. We really love to spend time with you and and talk about these things and we're so excited that you've reprised resistance because they've been uh, one of our favorite sponsors and And one you know, of the we...
0: reasons you should definitely go to the Call to Build conference is mm-hmm. because I'll be there. We'll have a we'll have a table <laughs> set up. You can come yeah. say hi and we can enjoy some nice coffee together. So if nothing else, you should go to the conference because it's going to be fantastic but if you're like eh, mm. i don't know i need something to put it over the top like what's that little <laughs> bit that's just gonna just tip the scale over
1: it's an andrew hug that'll put it right over. here There you go go <laughs> yeah. let's go awesome awesome man yeah. god bless you in in all that you're doing brother thanks, thanks for, for joining
0: out. us alex it's been great
3: thanks boys love you guys
0: so building and fighting that's what this episode's been about building mm-hmm. and fighting how do we build Well, we we need to build families. We have to train our children up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. we got to build schools, new institutions. We have to build strong churches. We have to build strong communities. We have to do all that. We have to fight back against godless ideologies. We have to fight back by pulling our kids out of state-funded schools. We have to fight back by realizing that we need to be strong and anti-fragile and understand the world in which we live, the systems in which we live the media propaganda, the corruption and the health establishment. we got to get all this. We, we, we know all this. But if we wrap up our episode, there's another way. There's another way that we in Canada can be engaged in godly building and godly fighting, and that is in part by participating in Biblical Sexuality Sunday, which is taking place on January 14th, 2024. We've been talking about it. So here is our freshly minted brief promo video that we've put together that we want to share with you that will be available on our social media for you to clip and copy and share as well. And if you'd like a copy of it, we can send it to you so that you can show in your churches or post on your social media as well. Let's watch that together.
3: The bill itself would seem to prevent an individual from being able to seek out counsel from the word of God. Bill C-4, an act to amend the Criminal Code, deemed read a third time and passed.
2: That's satanic. All those opposed to the Honourable Member moving the motion will please say nay. Agreed. It is therefore illegal now to help someone climb the slope of sexual virtue in Canada. There being no dissenting voice, I declare the motion carried. character. This is your biology, this is, this is what sexuality is.
0: To say that now is a crime in Canada. The hips on the drag queen go swish,
3: swish, swish. These are symptoms of a society in decay. And the only hope for our nation is is repentance.
0: So, friends, head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash biblical-sexuality-sunday. You can learn more there. If you are a pastor, please join us by preaching on biblical sexuality on Sunday, January 14th, 2024. If you're needing any information about that, if you're needing any direction, what's going on, you want promotional material, blank slides, you want the video, you can reach out to us, churches at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Otherwise, please encourage your pastor to join. Mm-hmm. If he's unaware of this initiative, maybe he's been a little skittish because technically it is illegal to call people to a biblical, normative, sexual lifestyle. But encourage him. Show show the video. The, the stakes are high. right? Mm-hmm. We can either continue to cover our light with a basket or we can shine in the hope. So at the end of the video there, that's Pastor Ben Inglis from Hill City Baptist Church. And he's true. There's a deep sickness in Canada. And the only hope is repentance. Yeah. The only hope is to say to people, turn from your sin, be born again in Christ, that you might receive forgiveness of sins, a new life in Christ. So please join. Um, it's the truth of God's word is preached. We trust that lives will be transformed and that saints will be encouraged. And built up in their faith. So again. That's libertycoalitioncanada.com. Slash biblical dash sexuality dash sunday. Learn more. Reach out with any questions. Lord willing we will have faithful men. In Canada and the United States. And also in other countries around the world. Join in this. Stand on the truth of God's word. And let the state know. That God alone has the ability to define. Both what sexual morality is and also what ministers of the Lord can and can't say from the pulpit and even privately in conversations. We we look forward for your participation.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining the program. We hope you viewed it. Uh, If you did get this far, like, subscribe, share it with people. If you benefit from our content, share it with people. Obviously, you've made it this far in the video, so please do that. Um, reach us out to us at mailbag liberty coalition at liberty dot com with any comments, questions, concerns. And as we say, we are getting into year end, so if you would consider partnering with us and helping support what we're doing here, whether it's the podcasting through our analysis and shows tab, or it's our legal fees. Um, Uh, in there in other designations go over to liberty coalition canada.com slash donate and please help support the work that we're doing so we can continue to fight hard the culture war beyond enemy lines until next time galatians 5 1
0: liberty dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with liberty coalition canada and christian week and has been produced by sdg media You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.